On this episode of Warbird Radio, we're checking in with the chief pilot from the Liberty Foundation, Ray Fowler. He joins us now from his home in Georgia with news on uh, the latest acquisition for the Liberty Foundation. Ray, welcome to the show. Good morning, man. Talk to us about this B-25 executive suite that has come to uh, call the Liberty Foundation home. Well, this is uh, really great news for us. Um, uh, executive Suite's been West Coast based for over 50 years. It's uh, uh, lived with the AAF, and those guys uh, toured it pretty much all over. So being from the East Coast, you know, I'd been out there with those uh, folks a few times and flown with them uh, doing some of their flight checks and uh, when COVID hit, you know, money got tight, just like with all the small museums, and they ended up having to look for a new home. So quite a few other museums, bigger museums, uh, made the pitch for it to go uh, to a new place, and, and we did the same for Liberty. And I think just our story with the loss of Liberty Bell uh, kind of resonated with those folks that, uh, you know, maybe we'd be the best home for it. So uh, we were thrilled uh, to get it, and now it's been kind of a long road. We we actually did the acquisition back in 2020, but um, we're just now getting the airplane to where we can announce that, uh, that we're going to put it on tour. And uh, we've, we've had a lot of work we've had to do to get it to, to where it is today. Let's talk about the landscape right now for uh, touring warbirds, because a lot has changed. There's a lot of uncertainty right now. Uh, but, but where do you see it right now? Well, I think where most people do, it's kind of uh, certainly up in the air at, you know, we used to do over 40 cities when we had the B-17 flying. And, of course, just everybody knows with the economy, it's, it's so up in the air, given the fact nobody can afford to reach into their own pocket and pay, you know, 6 $7 a gallon av gas. So it does hurt. I think everybody's modified their model a little bit, and I think we're going to do the same. Or we're going to kind of rely on some of the air events to help get it between A and B. But, uh, you know, it's just very difficult to – you know, to fund going to a city completely with all the gas, the hotels, the airfare, I mean, everything we've done in the past, but, you know, that's still kind of our, our model. And, um, we, uh, you know, we think that's the best way to show it to the public is to kind of barnstorm just like, you know, so many people have done over the past, you know, 25, 30 years. Well, it certainly has worked in the past and I wish you the best of luck in the future. Let's talk about future homes though, because uh, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of discussion about this. Uh, where is the Liberty Foundation uh, planning to keep this airplane? And is there plans for maybe a, a museum or a permanent home for all of the airplanes? Because I know you've got, we'll talk about this in a second, the B-17 coming back. Uh, so let's let's dive into this. Sure. Well, uh, we're in Douglas, Georgia, and that's where Don Brooks, uh, the founder of Liberty Foundation, is has been. That's where the bulk of the restoration on the B-17 is being done. Uh, we are kind of looking for a new home. We have for some time. So in our heyday of touring, we we actually would start every other year on the West Coast. It just strategically was a better plan for us to have the airplane already in position to start touring. So we've always really enjoyed having a quasi-home, which we kind of would just uh, find a place to put the airplane over the winter and do the winter maintenance. But uh, since the executive suite was based on the West Coast, um, you know, we, we really wanted to keep the airplane out there anyway. It's kind of, you know, where people recognized it, it also for the members of the AAF that uh, used to, you know, come out and enjoy and play with the airplane. Uh, it was based in Camarillo. And, you know, quite frankly, we would have probably kept the airplane there, you know, for the next bunch of years. The, the CAF is based there. They have a B-25. Um, 
you know, it just wasn't ideal uh, to be there. So we're looking for a West Coast place to base the airplane. There's quite a few options uh, out there also. Uh, so not super convenient uh, for me and for several of the people that, you know, fly. But, uh, you know, since, you know, in theory, we'll only have it there over the winter and then we'll have it out on the road from there since we're, we've always been kind of homeless anyway, more like carnies flying around the country. So it would be so nice to have the airplane yeah. uh, in a place to where people can walk in and see it and enjoy it. Uh, so we're, we're looking at a few places and, uh, you know, I think, uh, if a couple of these pans out, we're going to have like a, a wonderful home that's West Coast or West Coast space-ish, you know, to have the airplane when it's not a, not a, on tour. And is that both, are you thinking all of the assets that the, uh, the the foundation has, or are you thinking just the B-25 right now? Um, well, man, undetermined. I, I think all of them would be amazing uh, to have there just because, again, it's so difficult to raise money you know, when you're just going stop to stop, but when you have a home and people can come in and see what you have, it's, it's a little better, a little easier, but it's still so tough, you know, to, you know, to be a small museum. I think, unfortunately, I think you're going to see more and more of the smaller museums that mm-hmm. uh, kind of like Liberty struggling. Cause it's just, you know, we, we had such a great uh, number of people that flew with us. I mean, gosh, I don't, I don't know how many, millions of people went through Liberty Bell and, you know, certainly we flew, you know, tens of thousands of people that, you know, it made it a little easier for them to make small donations to keep the airplanes flying. But when they're not kind of in front of you, it's, it's hard to ask people for money. But, uh, so I don't know. It's, uh, I sure would like to keep everything here in Georgia, just since I live in Georgia, it's uh, pretty convenient to go fly the, the C-47 and uh, the B-17 you mentioned, it is making amazing progress. So um, like everything, it's 90% uh, done and 90% to go as far as the re-restoration of Liberty Bell, but it will fly again. And I'm excited about that. And, but uh, if we align ourselves, I mean, there's quite a few other folks that have quite a number of warbirds that really want to, to put them uh, with the Liberty foundation to display. So, just got to find out where's the best place to go. Yeah. Well, the West Coast, uh, certainly a great home for Executive Suite, uh, which, by the way, uh, has been, well, sort of rehabbed, uh, repainted. And we saw down in uh, Lake Charles down there at that wonderful facility. And uh, it looked like Chad Hill out there working on it with uh, Django Studios. And Chad does amazing work. I mean, he's really picked up the torch over the last few years, and he's run with it. Uh, you know, putting himself out there now, not only uh, just doing artwork, but, uh, but also painting on airplanes and uh, what a guy uh, to be able to do that. Oh, Chad's amazing. I, you know, he's one of those uh, amazing finds. I mean, I, I was kidding the other day if I could kidnap him and chain him into the basement and just have him do work for us. He, he is so talented. Um, yeah. So it, the airplane, um, you know, like I said, it's been, it, I can't believe of course, post COVID everything seems to be uh, like in different uh uh, time space continuum for you know how long it's taken so i can't believe we're already going into 24 but uh, when we got the airplane i mean it was pretty turnkey it was certainly flying and uh, we got it we, we decided to kind of do a deep dive and go through all the airplane the systems um and it really ended up having to do quite a bit to the plane and um, the biggest issue was the fuel tanks and um, so that took quite a long time but uh, in the interim uh, it was very nice. Delta Airlines 
and Landlocked Aviation in Lake Charles both put together a full sponsorship to repaint the plane. So we wanted to pick a, a new paint scheme, and we kind of looked around to what would be a great uh, representation for the airplane. Uh, the executive suite uh, airplane was kind of a, a mixture of different squadrons, so this will be a, a little more pure of a paint scheme uh, with an MTO paint, but it is uh, the nose art. Chad came up with that, and he just finished it just a few days ago. So we, you're really the first to hear of it. We're going to kind of trickle out the pictures and put the release out for the for the nose art. But it's still executive suite. It'll stay executive suite, and it is uh, just uh, amazing what Chad does. And uh, we've been pretty blessed. Um, you know, we have you know multiple people that are talented artists that uh, really wanted to do the nose art, including the, the guy that, you know, does our website, uh, John Thoreau. He's actually did the last nose art that was on executive suite. And, uh, you know, they're, they're both those guys are so talented, but, uh, we're just thrilled. Chad came out he spent, gosh, uh, about eight days doing this, uh, doing the work that's on it now. So we hope everybody loves it as much as I do. We're talking to Ray Fowler today. He's the chief pilot for the Liberty foundation. We're going to take a quick break, Ray. When we come back, I want to talk museums and I want to talk strategy because a lot of folks who listen to this show, they're just like you. They're deeply, deeply involved with organizations. So let's get into this a little bit more when we come back right after this. This is Word Radio. Reminding you that radio engines don't leak oil. They just mark their territory. This is Word Radio. Tune in. Take off. We're talking to Ray Fowler today. He's the chief pilot for the Liberty Foundation. And I want to get into the museum discussion a little bit more because as you were talking in the first half of this show, Ray, it's tough out there for small museums to operate. You guys are uh, not really a small museum by assets. I mean, you've got the C-47, the B-17, the B-25, and all the other stuff that I've left out. But you are still considered uh, by, if you will, facility standards, a small museum. I mean, you're homeless. You move around the country with these barnstorming airplanes and largely volunteer-based. What's your advice for folks that are in the same situation right now, struggling in uh, not only this economy, but sort of the predicted future here for the next few years? Well, I would say, I mean, we've been so blessed to have uh, Don Brooks, our founder, that uh, started Liberty Foundation. Uh, I know you know the story, but, you know, Don's father was a tail gunner in a B-17. And, you know, uh, one of the reasons I take so much time away doing what I do for Liberty and all the volunteers do for Liberty is really for Don because everything he does is for aviation. I mean, he doesn't ask for a thing to come back. And, you know, over many years, you know, every shortfall we have, you know, Don has to reach into his pocket and, and, and pick up the slack on what we don't make to, to fund the airplanes, which, you know, quite frankly, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a lot of aggravation for Don to uh, keep the airplanes flying, but he he's always done it. And you know, all the way back from before I knew him when he did the Greenland expedition to bring the P thirty eight out of the Greenland ice cap. So, for the other museums, I mean, I, you know, since I get to go do some of the training and do several of the flight checks as as uh, one of the examiners, I I get to see a lot of museums, big and small, and uh, you know, it's it's just fascinating to see, you know, all of this works just because of the people. And, uh, you know, we've had some key people that have been with us since we really started touring in 2004. So, um, you know, we're on a very small scale, um, but we do have a lot of members. <clears throat> and uh, we just, you know, again, we need a, a whole lot of people that don't mind coming out and, you know, providing their time and talent to help us keep going, you know, not just from flying, but 
I think one of the biggest issues we're going to have is in the maintenance world because there's just fewer and fewer of the younger generation that likes, you know, coming out and getting their hands dirty. And quite frankly, it's a, it's a chore just to uncal a warbird and, and do work. And, and, uh, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, more and more people that, uh, that, that come up want to, you know, learn and keep the airplane supported on not just the flying, but the maintenance and everything that goes with it. So, um, I wish I had that crystal ball that, you know, the seat, you know, that we're going to just always see warbirds flying around, but, um, there's just so many challenges, not just, we mentioned the fuel price, but the value of the airplanes, like a classic car, you can't pull that thing out of your garage anymore and, you know, necessarily go drive it around because it's so valuable. Well, that's what's happening with the warbirds. The, the whole values are getting way up there. And, and if you're not, uh, you don't have somebody truly behind you financially as kind of an angel investor, you know, you, you run a risk of, you know, wrecking your, your really nice airplane for whatever reason and, uh, not being, you know, financially sound enough to get it back flying. So, uh, I don't know. It's, you know, I've just, uh, it's like anything else. There's a, you know, hundreds of museums out there that are all vying for, your attention and, and, uh, some do it really, really well and raise a lot of money and some struggle. <laughs> I think we're yeah. kind of on the struggle <laughs> struggle uh, bus with that. everybody else. Yeah, I want to, I want to get into this because it's not all doom and gloom. If you like working on these things, if you are, are dreaming of being a warbird pilot, I have said for over a decade now that if you just show up, good things happen. Were you born with a giant trust fund Ray, to get to fly all of these airplanes? Let, let's just rewind. Uh, well, I wish I was. That no. would have been ideal. So, um, so you showed up, and I opportunities happened. And it, it was just—I uh, tell everybody—it's my training, you know, cutting skill as a pilot, and that's the only reason I got to fly these airplanes. But that's just a lie. I, I was just a young flight instructor. I mean, this is well before I went in the military. I, uh, I ended up, uh, you know, meeting uh, Mike Conley, which he's still alive and well in his eighties. Uh, he owned a Japanese K torpedo bomber. And lost his medical, so uh, he needed somebody to make him legal to fly his airplane. And I had a tailwheel endorsement and a high performance sign off, and I was able to jump in that Japanese Kate, which they made for the movie studios, uh, Tora Tora Tora. And so, yeah, I just uh, right place the right time and got a bunch of heavy tailwheel time. Which and this is the one that that Alan Armstrong still owns. That is the same airplane. Yep, absolutely. And Mike still lives uh, South Atlanta and Griffin, and and uh, and then at that point, just. Uh, met Steve Collins. Steve had the P-51 Old Boy and uh, started flying his T-6, and then he offered me the ability to fly the P-51 at a very young age. So, yeah, at one time, I, I think I was scram- you know, trying to get enough gas to get in my car to get to the airport to go fly off in a P-51. So, um, it, <laughs> But it's it possible. Definitely- I mean, and that, that story is still so true. And when you talk about rising cost of hulls and, and insurance and having these angel donors, are you seeing the trend that I – I mean, I think it's a trend now that most of these warbird owners, the vast majority of them, uh, really don't fly their own airplanes anymore. There is quite a bit of that. And and there, it's such a small community. I mean, now, um, you know, people kind of know, uh, you know, who has the qualifications to just go climb in and move an airplane. But uh, we do need the young folks to step up. And, and uh, the, the issue is everybody wants to fly them. I mean, they are unbelievably cool, but there's – you know, the flying is such a small component, as you know, um, you know, not only showing up, but the people that come out and, you know, stand out in the sun and, and help, uh, you know, sell hats and T-shirts and you know, <laughs> clean on the plane and 
help with everything else. I mean, I, I remember back when I was, when I was young, you know, you, you know, sometimes you'd have to go, you know, do the lowest end job for some of these touring airplanes. I and mean, I flew for Collins foundation. I flew for EAA. Um, you know, you would end up doing a lot of very mundane, you yeah. know, not so fun jobs to get yourself to a flying seat. And that still stands today. I mean, we, we don't really want the prima donnas and, Liberty is so fortunate. We don't really have the egos. Uh, we don't have the people that are out there, you know, kissing babies and signing autographs. I mean, we truly have folks that are out there trying to support the planes. And uh, that goes a long way when it comes to saying, hey, you know, I think we want to move them to the right seat of the B-25 or, you know, or, or, or type rate them in uh, C-47 or B-25, you know, once they get the time. Because a lot of qualified people that want to learn to do it, uh, but it's, you know, pretty expensive yeah, but I, but for the folks that are listening to this right now, I mean, if you wanna if you wanna be the next uh, Bernie, you got to learn how to work on the airplane and then learn how to fly it. The fly-in will come if you just keep showing up, especially if you can work on it. Look at guys like Austin that are right out here in Carrollton with us. I mean, there's a young guy, uh, and you mentioned the service. He is in, uh, joined the Air Force obviously and learned how to work on airplanes. But uh, he's doing it every chance he can get on on the old ones. And and so there there is a path the point of this is there is a path if you want to get involved with the liberty foundation if you want to get involved with your local museum there is a path to do this and it doesn't require you uh, to be born with a, a large amount of money just waiting for you to go and spend if you have the qualifications even if you don't if you just keep showing up like ray's talking about there there is a path to this ray what are you flying right now in addition to uh, the b25 and everything else that you've got with the liberty foundation what's keeping you busy Oh, uh, well, uh, Delta Airlines is keeping me busy. Uh, actually, you say that, but I mean, I can count on one hand, I think, the number of times I've called you and you're on a trip. Uh, well, I, I try to avoid that. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's Delta that, you know, actually pays me money to fly That's an airplane. Right. So it's it's so hard to pay the bills. Uh, my wife also flies as a pilot for Delta, uh, Melissa. So she's uh, it helps to have her out here. I make her go work so I yeah. can go play more. But, um, yeah, no, I'm on a trip uh, with Delta this evening. And, All right. And, uh, but yeah, whatever I can grab as far as uh, I, I just came back from flying a carbon cub and a turbine mall out west for an entire week, which is uh, unbelievable to do the backcountry flying through uh, Monument Valley. And, you know, shoot, I, you know me, I'll fly anything. But yeah. uh, you mentioned Austin. I, I tell you, those guys in Carrollton, you know, Austin, John Davis, which has the maintenance shop out there, is incredible. I mean, they kind of drop everything. Same thing, you know, their, their business is working on airplanes and they, they drop everything and spend days at a time working on the C-47. Uh, and they really don't ask anything from it uh, for all those guys. So man, it, if it wasn't for that, uh, I've always been so jealous of certain groups, uh, you know, the CEF and commemorative air force, uh, you know, with, uh, Airbase Georgia. I mean, they got you know, all these organizations have such great people and they, they come out there and, you know, spend their entire days away from their families and away from their real jobs to keep airplanes flying. So, you know, Liberty Foundation needs more of that. Well, you know, Georgia is an odd place. We have so many pilots. We have so many airstrips. Mean, it's kind of like Wichita when you live around here. There's a there's an airport on every street corner. There's one a mile and a half from where I'm talking to you at right now. You live on one that's about two miles from where our studio is. And it, but but there's there's this huge population that flies because we have the world's largest airport here in Georgia at Hartsfield. But there, there, there's not really outside of that. Uh, you know, there, there's not a lot that goes on here. People have airplanes, there's airplanes moving. There's all this stuff that's happening here, but there's not a outside of the CAF really 
uh, a thriving, someone's going to come at me for saying this, a thriving flying museum. Well, I, I agree with that. It, it, it is so difficult um, just because, I mean, when you you have the, like, like the CF, I mean, location is everything for people to come out and spend time with the airplanes. Um, again, we, we, we've always kind of hoped that eventually we'd have somebody come in that would be an angel investor that would come in and, and give us a really large check to build a facility around. Um, but, you know, it's just hard, so hard to f- find these days. There, there's certainly uh, a lot of people out there that have built unbelievable museums in the country that are super well funded that I go to. And I'm just wishing I lived like 10 miles from that museum. (laughs) So I could just stroll in every day and go fly the, they're cool airplanes. But uh, yeah, Georgia's uh, a bit of anomaly. You think with Delta being here as big as it is and aviation community, it'd be big, but uh, you're right. I love living on the grass strip here and, and uh, you know, everybody just kind of keeps to themselves, but. uh, And it just gets done here. That's the, that's the thing about it. I mean, it's where I live. Uh, we're right on the flight, you know, path, not only from Atlanta, but also into Carrollton there. And there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, I, the beach 18s and C4, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> yeah, I think you've flown over in the Mustang, you know, not even know, sure. but, but there's all kinds of activity here and it's just an odd state in that there's not more, I guess you could say, uh, organized activity, just a bunch of cowboys that uh, seem to fly cool stuff and it's great and I love it. But, uh, yeah. And I think that's the song of a lot of, of a lot of areas uh, there's a lot of people that are involved in this, and my point to you, if you're listening right now, is just get involved at any level, and uh, who knows, you might wind up like Ray Fowler. And as I like to say, it's always a good day to be Ray Fowler. Uh, so far, I mean, I'm very blessed, and like you, like you said, you know, some of the the small museums like Liberty gives people the ability to play with airplanes that they otherwise couldn't. Uh, you know, a lot of the rich guys over the years, you know, they kind of have their toy collection and and they keep them behind you know, the hangar door and nobody gets to play. So, uh, yeah, get involved, uh, with any of that. And, and, you know, of course from, uh, you know, my public service announcement for anything in aviation, you know, I, you know, one of my sons is, is down uh, at middle Georgia. I mean, he, he was set up to go to Georgia tech and he's at middle Georgia going through the flight program oh, yeah. because he wants to fly airplanes. And, um, you know, man, it is what a great climate uh, to be in to want to fly airplanes as a young person. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, people are going to throw airplanes at you professionally, you know, which is uh, pretty exciting. I and mean, I wish I was, you know, uh, 18, 19 years old again, you know, you know, trying to get a flying job like I was. Yeah, you um, wouldn't be starving to death today. I'll tell you that stupid money. As you that well is know. a fact. It's a great, uh, great time to be involved with aviation. How can folks find you in the Liberty Foundation, Ray? Give them the address. Uh, LibertyFoundation.org is the website, and uh, we're on most of the social media platforms as well. But, uh, gosh, if somebody's into uh, programming, they want to come help, do anything for us. We, we need people to help uh, plus us up and get our word, you know, get the word out there of what we're doing. But, yep, the website's great. Uh, Fran Hess, John Hess, they... They kind of help us run everything. Uh, also, uh, here local, but uh, we can we'll put you on the path if you want to come out and, and help us with airplanes. I think it's great. Ray Fowler, the chief pilot for the Liberty Foundation. Thanks for coming on Warbird Radio. It's always great to hear your voice, sir. Thank you, Matt. We'll talk to you soon. If you like Warbird Radio, please like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever you'd want to do. We're on YouTube. We're on all of the major podcast platform so sign up today join the newsletter join the fun we'll talk to you next time right here 
on your home for the latest and greatest in military, vintage military aviation news. Warbird Radio, glad you're here. Lock and load. This is Warbird Radio. Tune in. Take off.